Gumroids! I'm Justin. Hey, this movie, let's play a quick game of fuck off. You can go first and have every turn after that. <laughs> I'm Sam. I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. I'm Jackie, and this is Three Ninjas Kicking Ass. <laughs> yeah, right. Kick back. It, isn't that Kick, kick back. back uh, yeah. Not kick ass. Okay. Kick back on Stinker Madness. Well, and welcome to the podcast. Uh, glad to have you guys back. Um, glad to be back, I guess. I mean, I could have chosen a different week to come back, but uh, basically we had to take uh, last week off because this movie was so bad and so miserable that it made blood vessels in my butthole explode. And uh, I couldn't sit in a chair to record. Thanks, Jackie, uh, for that. You're welcome. I mean, they could have called this movie seriously Three Hemorrhoids Kick Back. That's what this is. They're just, these kids are goddamn hemorrhoids. Tum Tum. <laughs> Wasn't he a curious cat? No, that's Rum Tum Tumper. That's Rum Tum Tumper. Yeah. Who oh, okay. is intolerable, and I would have a dinner party. Mm hmm. With Rum Tum Tugger versus watching Tom Tom again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sam, how many of these movies did they make? Four. God damn it. <laughs> I have a better question. Why did you pick this one, Jackie? No kidding. Because it was streaming on Netflix. The That's other it. one, the, the first one's on YouTube. Uh, this isn't even the worst one. The one that has the reputation for being the one to see... If you want to go down the rabbit hole of uh, what are we doing with our lives? What what decisions did we make to get here? Is Three Ninjas on Terror Mountain or something like that? It's the one with Hulk Hogan in it. Yeah, but that's something I'm going to go ahead and say no. Okay. It can't be the worst one viewing experience wise because at least you get Hulk Hogan. At least you get Hulk Hogan. At Ooh. least you get Hulk Hogan. You don't get anything like that in this one. Normally, that's not a compliment. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna say yeah I I man I I totally would have preferred to see old Terry in something rather than just what this is which is what what is this piece of shit? Um, it's a cash grab. Yeah, it's a cash grab. The first one made money, so they went on. They made more because they could, even though. So they make the second one and the first one back to back. And the guy that directed the second one is actually the writer of this one, the producer of this one. I'm going to talk about him in a second because okay. he's the most interesting thing about anything involved with this movie. Wait, we're and it be, will involve North Korea. We're going to be we we're going to peak at the beginning of this episode is what you're telling me, Sam. There's nothing like what are we going to do after you tell us the most interesting thing about this movie? Where do we go from there? <laughs> um, Tum Tum. Tum Tum. <laughs> He sucks so bad. He sucks so bad. Tum Tum's. Who's our worst, most hated character before Tum Tum that I forgot about because I hate Tum Tum so much? Oh, it's just gone. It's erased from my mind. There's no it's turning erased back. Erased from my mind. Um, I thought it was the kid from Home Alone. Well, the remake. Yeah, I mean he's the little brown hair up there, kid. but I think you're. Only, no, he's not as bad as Tum Tum. Yeah, not even close. I'd watch that again. Yeah. Munchie is like, Munchies. I would have a dinner party with Rum yeah. Tum Tugger and Munchie and cocktails afterwards mm -hmm. with those two assholes and have to watch Tum Tum do one more thing again. God damn it. I'm with you. Uh, 
so they shot the first two back to back. They kind of knew it's uh they kind of had a feeling block-wise that it was going to work out so that they could get something at least on a shelf, mm-hmm. even if it didn't really work out and we wasn't going to go back to theaters. And it worked out enough that they could keep making these, but they apparently had problems with the second one and they canned it. And then this was actually released before the one that was shot concurrently with the first one. Oh. And it has the original actors, which is uh, dubious because one of the kids, after his experiences in being in the Three Ninjas movies, the older brother just quits acting. He's like, if this is what being a movie star is, I've, I'm fucking out. <laughs> I'll work Fuck at, this noise. I'll work at Taco Bell. That's more yeah. lavish. I, I will shovel shit. Rather than be in this crap. I personally remember watching the first three ninjas and it was one of the most difficult viewing experiences. I was, I was perplexed by, I didn't really know what it was. I didn't know what it was trying to do. This one's actually worse than that. Yeah. And I, in my personal history, I compare, um, three ninjas with warriors of virtue, which was like kangaroo karate shit. Where like halfway through both of those, I'm like, what am I even watching? Why am I doing this? What is this? <laughs> but the Three Ninjas was sort of popular and it got to, you know, roll out three more of the movies. So, you know who really likes Three Ninjas Kick Back? Like it's his favorite movie ever? There is a person who has said that. That's surprising. Kim Jong-un. Oh, no. He made his dad remake this movie with North Korean actors. God Oh, my God, that totally worked. I mean, like, that tracks so hard. That tracks. Like, I wonder where Rodman's at on this movie. Like, does Rodman like it? Like, are, are you... And, and Seagal and Putin? And when you're just a fucking megalomaniac psychopath who at any point in time could probably destroy the Earth, is this where you go? Like, uh, now, I could watch Patton or Citizen Kane, but I don't want to. I'm not even going to watch Independence Day or Godzilla. My bag is three ninjas because I'm a fucking psychopath. So this is the weird connection of Kim Jong-il, the uh, middle Kim Jong. Right. Uh, the one that like really liked the uh, Cavassier. Like, <laughs> Pass the Cavassier, Kim Jong. He's like, no, I kill you. This is mine. <laughs> That's a terrible North um, Korean impression, but I'll allow it. I wanted, he was like... I don't know. <laughs> it was German and French in he, there a little it bit. It was just a tyrannical. Like, <laughs> the ghost of Kim Jong-un just comes up. <laughs> he doesn't have ectoplasm. It just has like sort of Cavassier like residue I believe, on you from the haunting of Kim Jong-il. I believe on his tombstone is the word engraved. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I saw him on TV the other day. Oh, wait, that was Hillary Clinton. Oh, no, oh, hey, no, yo. no. They can't tell him apart. <laughs> Actually, he looks better now that he's dead. Okay. Too low. Blood so belt. anyway, Kim Jong-il, the, uh, the guy that wrote this and uh, produced this one and directed the one previous that was even that was actually released later and then produced the Hulk Hogan one mm-hmm. is Sang Ok Shin or Shin Sang Ok because I just can't remember the order you're supposed to put their names and that's a me problem. Well, uh, why don't you just quote it from IMDb or something? Cuz I am well, I don't know. I think it's Sang Ok Shin because okay. it's spelled on Wikipedia they have Shin first which means they fucked it up. Mm. Because they have the way that you write it, not the way that you say it. Got it. And I think 
IMDb has it Sangok Shin. So hoping for Sangok Shin. Anyway, he was kidnapped by one Kim Jong Il. <sighs> okay, let's start at the beginning. Okay. He at because it gets worse and more dubious. This is I'm going to commandeer this podcast because we would have to talk about this movie at some point. And I'm going to get most like, of that out of the way yeah. by this long and sordid tale of Sangok Shin or Shin Sangok, whichever it is. Mm-hmm. It starts out at the. Uh, at the beginning of North Korean film after the uh, North and South, or the beginning of South Korean film, when uh, post the Korean War. Right. Say so uh, 56, when, somewhere in there. 50s. Yeah. 52 was his first one. And he made it, it his first couple of movies. Uh, it, he was making it with no budget. They're getting equipment from God knows where. So he had to employ um, the Western princess is to act in his films are you familiar with the western princess the com the concept at all uh no like uh fergie like the hookers outside of the u.s base that they're called western princesses they have a bunch of bad name western princesses derogatory because you're korean south korean culture it they little ethnocentric okay it's not great to like marry outside of race so if you're and most of the at the front end, there was a lot of Korean women that were sort of forced into sexual slavery, whereas this is still kind of going on. They call it the juicy bars. There's like the <laughs> the U.S. military is like, don't go there. I'm not going to like watch you go there, but don't go there. Don't go. There. And they like have done a thing where they like now it's mostly Russian and uh, Filipino. And the government of the Philippines is actually like, OK, we're going to stop letting the our people get trafficked to South Korea for prostitution. We got to do something about this. UN stepped in. Rumsfeld tried to crack it down in 2002, but it's still got a bit of a problem. Mm -hmm. So this has never really cleaned itself up. If you want a good read, you know, you can dive down this rabbit hole for a long time. The, this whole uh, sexual slavery problem has not cleared itself up whatsoever, but early on because of how the, he didn't have any money to make these movies. He would employ the prostitutes outside of the base to star in them. And it was also because they were some of the prettiest girls, because what a fucked up situation that must have been um, to be in his movies. He does really well, starts his own studio, mid seventies. Things start to dry up for him. Uh, the South Korean government gets super authoritarian and very strict and starts censoring every goddamn thing. So he ends up, kind of falling out of favor. He's not really making movies. Um, and then his wife gets kidnapped on a visit to Hong Kong because mm. Kim Jong-un kidnapped his wife in order to lure him to the place that his wife was kidnapped because he knew that the government wasn't going to help him at all because they didn't like him anymore because his movies were not the sort of movies that get made in North Korea later. Like South Korea wasn't real great in the 70s. Um, how how So did, he goes to investigate his access? own wife's how do you, how does the dictator of North Korea kidnap some lady in Hong Kong? Like Hong Kong's the Wild West of yeah, the but it's East, under right? Briti- it's under British rule at this point. Like that seems that like- was what made it worse because they were just turning a blind. Hong Kong was the world's black market until the it got part of China again. Like there was bad stuff that went on there. The British didn't really do a great job regulating anything there. I mean, even up in the nineties, you have the movie Knock Off, which kind of shows the underbelly of Hong Kong. It was the 
where you go to look the other way, right? Yeah, it's like Jackie um, going to Toronto and getting kidnapped by El Chapo. I'm going to be Vancouver because there's a lot of seedy shit that happens in Vancouver. <laughs> anyway, anywho, the reason that she was there was she was acting in a Hong Kong film because her career hadn't dried up yet. And mm-hmm. so he goes to investigate his own wife's kidnapping, which was the trap. Because then Kim Jong-il is like, ha ha, I got you, bitch. <laughs> and he catches him. And he brings him back to North Korea. And he's like, you will make movies for North Korea. And he's like, no. So he goes to prison for two years and they reprogram him. Oh, boy. And after he gets out of his reprogramming, he gets a dinner in the palace at uh, Kim Jong-un, whatever. Because Kim Jong-il is not the dictator yet. Yeah, he's mm. just like his favorite uh, Un is now. Right. Il is then. No, yeah, you're right. Un is now. Il, Il was then. Yeah. Was it soon? What was the first one? I think something like that. Anyway, whatever. Kim Jong-il isn't. He's just sort of Grandpa running up it's merit what they call points it. to become the guy. Like his dad's looking at him like, you kidnapped this guy and his wife to have films here. And you're just like drinking Cavassier and you're wearing a, a, a speed suit. Mm-hmm. You're the guy. You are the guy that's getting this country. Yeah. So got butter has a dinner party at the palace. And he's like, oh, by the way, here's your wife. She's been reprogrammed, too. So then they are allowed to get married, even though they're already married. But it's not a marriage recognized by fucking whatever is going on in North Korea. So they have a new North Korean wedding for these people that are already fucking married. <laughs> then I he makes seven films. Anything. One of those films is notable, and we will do it whenever we get a hold of it. I know it's been on your radar for a long time, Justin. Plugasari, the North Korean kaiju film. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is one of uh, Sang uh most notable pictures from what was the golden age of uh, South Korean filmmaking, where he was, when he finally gets out of this whole mess and moves back to South Korea. How does Korea, he get out? That's what I want to know. How does he get out of this mess? Okay. Well, he makes seven movies, and then... Uh, they get to like go to Vienna for some fucking reason. And the second that they're there, they're like, fucking run. And then Kim Jong-il's like, oh, they ran away. It was like, yeah, you let them out of the country. They're going to fucking run away. Your reprogramming is bullshit. They didn't work. Whatever. Jesus. So then they end up in the U.S. Huh. And because he's a veteran, they're like, ah, you can work on these shit movies, whatever. And so they figured they were going to stay here. They had government protection because they were in the inner circle of the North Korean government. So... They're basically assets to the CIA and the uh, intelligence, various intelligence departments in the U.S. government. So they're so that's when they figured out that if they put a wooden box with a stick in front of it and a bottle of Cavassier, 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 that they could trap. Yeah, right. Kim Jong Il. <laughs> But they would have to stop selling it to him first. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Anyway. So he eventually goes back to South Korea and he was really apprehensive. The government had changed completely. He's like, oh my God, I can live in my home country again. I love it, everything. And then Cannes, one a year at the Cannes Film Festival, they basically recognized him for his plight and for huh. being a brilliant filmmaker early on and really a brilliant filmmaker the whole time that was working under shit conditions like with this, because this has had to be more of a shit condition than North fucking Korea. God damn. At least they gave him a blank check in North Korea. Right? Yeah. Oh, boy. I wish this was a North Korean film franchise, so I never would have had to watch it. 
Yeah. So, but that's what's interesting is that the connection there that this guy had been kidnapped. When he escapes, he writes a movie, and then Kim Jong Un is like, well, "This is my favorite movie." Oh, and shit. Tom Tom. And then Kim Jong Il's like, "Oh, I have to remake this." Good thing that the guy whose movie I'm stealing has set up a film industry for me to steal one of his <laughs> right. films that's God. total shit. Fucking weird. Just fucking weird. Fucking weird. <sighs> you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, that guy's stock was pretty low to begin with, but uh, he just lost about a lot of, a lot of respect. <laughs> That I had none to begin with. None to begin with. Like, that he was beyond tyranny. He was just into dirty pool. Yeah. I mean, oh my God. I I think I, I don't think we should have relations with North Korea. Like I, anybody that likes three ninjas kick back, like we're done. Sorry. Sorry. No. We 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 have no communication stream with you at all. We've we do not recognize you as a leader. You like Three Ninjas Kickback. It seems like his sister's running the show these days. Yeah. Well, she probably likes and Three Ninjas Kickback, too. I don't think she does. I also think she's super hot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Duly um, noted, just in case. Duly noted. If I ever meet also, her, I'll uh, name drop you. I'm not done with Sangok Shin because he wrote one of our fun ones that we did. Okay. Galgameth. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. One of the last things he did. Yeah. All right. Um, boy, Don Stark's in this movie. Don Stark, so he got yeah. some money. Yeah, Don yeah, Stark. Don, Don Stark and Victor Wong get money, so that makes this not as bad as it could have been. Because I really like both of those guys, so they got some money here. You um, think? Do you think that this, uh, you know, somebody, a guy in a tie, is like sees the Ninja Turtles movie and is like, "Let's do that." I kids. think we need we really need to have um the couple that worked for Abby on the show soon. I need to I need to remember to do that so that we can get an I because they'll be able to give the listeners a, a full glimpse of what how these movies are picked. Okay. Right. On on that. But it's they don't the people that are green lighting these movies don't even know what a movie is half of the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just see the success of uh TMNT the movie bearing directly into like we could do that but with kids. And have Absolutely. It suck. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Jackie, so you got anything? The, oh. The uh Cole? Cody. What is Kate? What is the middle kid? He's Colt. in all he's Colt. in all of them. Yeah. His name is Max Elliott Slate. He's the only ninja back. Um Carol and Junko King, the, the girl ninja. You probably recognized her from an episode of T uh TNG. Oh yeah, I sure did. Yeah. Boy, um, that's like, really hey, one of the only. She was other in an episode of TNG. No, I I did not recognize her, nor do okay. I care. Dustin Wynn, the guy that plays uh, Glam. Anybody watch Twenty One Jump Street? He was he was a main in that. Wow. Yeah, and huh. he got to be in the new remake movie as an original cast member. He's actually directed three films. He's done something with his life. Um, did he apologize <laughs> for what? This. He's got some. He got some money here. He had a rough patch in his career where he needed some money, and this was one of those times. Um, I'll never forgive him. The guy that plays the bully pitcher from the other team. Mm -hmm. The guy with the ponytail? Rat's tail? Yeah, the guy with the rat tail. Yeah, yeah he didn't give up. He kept... <laughs> 
swinging <laughs> down in L.A. At one point, he's dancing for Will Smith. Okay. And then he gets, you know, he's got about five Christian rock hard albums. Okay. All right. Yeah, he's still doing music now. And uh, whenever somebody lets him act, he'll do it. So he's still out there kicking around. <laughs> kicking back around. Kicking back around. Yeah. And I think that's the most... The whole thing with the... Sangok Shin is the, oh, the sure. meat and potatoes Absolutely. on this. That, I mean, that's just weird yeah. shit. All right, Jackie, you got anything to say? You got any... Uh... Let's do some costume talk, yeah, gentlemen. Yeah, right. There were no good costumes in here. <laughs> if they tried really hard to make the masks a thing, and I think that they were probably thinking toy sales. I don't think they were. I think they were thinking they, cheap they, prop. They were also thinking toy sales. Oh, my God. They no actually, re- Sega released a Three Ninjas kickback video game. Oh, fuck me. Are you, s- God damn it. The only one that got a video game was this one. <sighs> How do you yep. merchandise the Three Ninjas? You know what? I, I would actually I, I'm fine with that. If I could find a Tum Tum action figure right now, I would like to have it just so I could hit it with a goddamn baseball bat. <laughs> Melt it with a, a butane torch. Yeah. <laughs> How do you like eating this, Tum Tum? <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> but true. Yeah. Uh Jackie, who's your least favorite three ninja? Mm. Uh, God, they all suck so hard, but I think it's going to be the oldest brother. The oldest one. Okay. The the love interest. The one with the glasses. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh that God. He's trying so hard to like lead the other two, like when the bullies come to the porch and he's like, don't fall for it, man. Come on. Let's just go back in the house. I'm like, oh, you suck so fucking bad. And then he wants to ditch his grandpa. And he's leading the other two down a dangerous path of drugs and alcohol and <laughs> prostitution and white princesses yeah, or whatever right, those Western things were princesses. called that Sam was talking yeah. about. Yeah, Western princesses. That's his. That's where he's leading those other two kids. Good, good. I, they all belong in the gutter. I usually don't say that about children. <laughs> Not frequently, at least. But uh, yeah. All right. Okay. All right. God damn it. Jackie, you got you to gotta stop with shit like this, man. Both of you, seriously, two weeks in a row, last episode we said that this is probably the worst movie we've ever reviewed. Now, Three Ninja Strikes Back or Kicks Back, whatever, uh, is not in the same realm as that. This is almost a movie, but God damn it, it is not for us. I mean, this I is would, as hard, far not for us as you can get. I would say that uh, despite being told to do things that are absolutely stupid, the editor did as good a job as he could do with this. Yeah. Therefore, it's not a total and complete failure. Whoever was doing the sound engineering did fine. It was crap. It was stupid. But he was being told to do it, and he executed it. The post-production team executed their jobs with uh, purpose, probably speed and effectiveness. And therefore, it's not a complete and utter disaster, but it's a total pile of shit that's yeah, hard to watch. That I don't want to ever have relations with. Yeah, so our nine-year-old came downstairs, watched it for about two minutes, put on his shoes, and was like, I'm going to go outside. <laughs> I, and that was like at the height, the pinnacle of excitement yeah, during the right. movie, right? The, the the chase from the gang when, you know, the mafia boss or whoever the hell that guy was supposed to be 
comes along and, you know, he's trying to get the sword from him. And it's like height of excitement. And our kid's like, nope, I'm out. He went outside. If you have kids in this time in in the universe, uh, you will know that they don't go outside anymore. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to go check out that fresh air thing I've heard so much about. So (laughs) now this is actually already automatically become a due to parents who have loafy children. (laughs) Just turn this if on. you want your kid to go outside, <laughs> put this shit on. This is the Star Wars holiday special for parents. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God he's gone. <laughs> Just run this on. Like you and have then- your own, you, you set up your own fake room. Where this is just on loop, and then you get some cardboard cutouts made of yourselves, like you're sitting in chairs, like, oh my god, my parents are watching, they love this fucking movie, I can't be in here. You're not even in the room either. No, what's going to happen is you're going to turn it on, you just leave it on. It's it's family health 90 minutes. Uh Because after about three minutes of it, you'll be like, you know what, I think I'm going to go outside. (laughs) I have productive things to do. But then your kid's out there and you're like, oh, shit, <laughs> run. Like, go to the garage and work on something. You know what I mean? Just leave it on and people will get some shit done for 90 minutes and then just go out, be over. Go out to the garage, grab your hammer, set it down on the table and your hand on the table and just start smashing it with the hammer. And you will feel so much better than <laughs> actually sitting through this thing. <laughs> your wife comes out and you just got a hammer sitting there next to a bottle of scotch. What are you doing? Working on this bench. <laughs> Working on it pretty hard. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what part? Scotch part. The scotch part <laughs> needs some help. <laughs> I'm scotch guarding it with my ass. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, so these, we don't, we don't get any backstory. There's no setup or anything like that. And that's fine because thank God. Uh, these dudes are, uh, they're three brothers uh how old do you guess the oldest one is like 13 14 14 probably okay. 13 no 13 i don't know i think he's about 15 yeah somewhere so mid-teens and uh he's got a younger brother who's i'm gonna say 11 and then tum tum who's probably about eight right i'm guessing Seven. yeah uh they don't have uh parents who love them they instead ship them instead of summer camp they send them to grandpa's ninja training camp who grandpa is dubious as how he's related to these boys it's um notice that uh, both the parents are also very white very white i I think he married a a really heavy gened viking woman (laughs) For someone who's very British. <laughs> you know, when I met and your the, grandma, Broomhilda. Yeah. That's, <laughs> the, your, your, your grandmother was a Windsor. Those jeans are impossible to scrub. Uh, where So at this ninja training camp, which is basically grandpa's house, because he lives out in the woods, uh, they just do ninja shit and try to get grandpa... Like, I'm not, like, wh- what's the objective of what they're doing other than leg kicks where they miss everything? This is called hobo hunting. Hobo hunting, okay. And he's training them to be in the city, hunt down old hobos, and kick the shit out okay. of them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
Good. Well, I'm... Because this man looks like an old hobo. Let's not beat around the bush here. The grandpa is just so fucking hideous. Victor Don't Wong. talk shit about Victor Wong. He's awesome. No. He's awesome and big he's trouble. He's hard to look at. Big, well, that's the whole thing. Big trouble, little China. Watch it again. Yeah, and Gremlins. Wasn't he in Gremlins too? No, no, that's... Uh, God, I can't remember who the Mugwai dealer is, but it's not Victor Wong. I thought it was. I don't think it is. I mean, Maybe I'm not, I'm not saying I haven't the guys... seen either one of them in so long. Even though I I'm just that... bought the special edition of Gremlins and it sits in the cellophane on a shelf. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the guy's not a good actor because it, it, the things that I have seen him in, I do enjoy him Except in. Except for this? But every... <laughs> It, even this, I mean, at oh, least no. he faked a head injury and stayed in the hospital for a majority of this movie. He was like, head injury, I gotta stay in the hospital, I can't be in this, I can't be in too many shots. He owes me an apology. Um, th- he's also <laughs> teaching these kids how to kill, because there's ninja star training, where they're throwing ninja stars at uh, bullseyes, and the only thing I know about ninja stars is that they are not used in washing dishes or playing minecraft they go into people's no. faces they go in and you're supposed to poison them right uh-huh, that's right. Not, one of those isn't going to kill you yeah so it's meant for a ranged attack very far you can throw a ninja star if you're good at it you know it's a you're looking at extreme range on one of those things where you'll be able to poison someone from a long ways away yeah usually from so a rooftop Sam, how when was the last time you threw a ninja star and how did you do I can throw a ninja star pretty good. I can throw a, a playing card across the room. Oh, boy, that sounds... That's not the same thing as a ninja star. The spin is a... It's a reverse of the spin, but it's all about the spin. It's just like a football. You gotta spin it. Like yeah. Kurt Warner. I spun it. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, he's like, so, good job ninjaing kids, children... Who I'm training to be fucking assassins because that, you know, everybody fucking forgot in the mid 90s just because the goddamn Ninja Turtles existed because it sounds cool to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They should have been actually Teenage Karate Turtles. Uh, and were they even mutants? Anyways, so uh, he's like, good job being tiny assassins uh, that are going to use your powers to beat up bullies i guess that's what i'm teaching you this for um but i gotta go to japan if they get good enough at being tiny assassins before they get bigger maybe they can be in a joe dante movie huh there you go uh uh he's like i gotta go to japan uh because there's a a fucking ninja tournament because that's a thing where you you have ninja competition like uh uh who's the best assassin Uh, you know secret killer you know it's very it's very hush hush but we have a whole tournament for it uh, and, and I gotta go over. It's the- called the Karate Kid. No, that's different, Jackie. That's an actual thing. Sanctioned martial arts is real. Sanctioned ninjaing is not. There's there no such thing as sanctioned. sanctioned you can't ninja-ing. be a sanctioned ninja. You're a secret assassin. Most of the arts are lost, regardless <laughs> of what anyone says. Okay. <laughs> this fucking sick world we live in. They. Paid lip service to it by mentioning Koga in the movie, which makes it worse. It's like, oh, you looked up ninjas in the library for eight minutes. Fuck off. (laughs) So he's got to go to this ninja tournament because the winner of the ninja tournament gets a knife. And he's the only one that's got the knife. I'm burning the question. 
right now. So they only fucking do this every 83 years or some shit. And like whoever's young enough to get it. Because that's not a very good like, okay, well, this is the year where he's decided to go up the knife. So whoever's the best this year is the Ninja Master. Now, like when is the Ninja Master should just be the ninja. Whoever's the best at being a ninja, not whoever's best at being the ninja this Wednesday. Yeah, right. Last year's winner is like, hey, where's where's my knife? Uh, hello? Well, you're not actually the ninja master if you don't get the knife. Dude, the dude left the island and mo- took the goddamn knife to the United States instead of being like, hey, I'm leaving. Somebody else has got to be in charge of the ninja knife. To quote a movie that Jackie should have picked, money can't buy knives. <laughs> nice. All of you in podcast land, if you know that one, more power to you. I also will burn one question here. What's up with the color coding? Because I'm pretty sure orange or whatever color these kids are wearing are not actual ninja colors. Do you mean that the uh, the ninjas themselves never went with high-vis inqui- equipment? Yeah, right. Yeah. Tum-Tum's got uh, a... That's- not very sneaky. Tom Tom's got a safety vest on. Uh, reflective. Uh, <laughs> he's he's blinking. Are you going to be ninjing? Are you here to run the forklift? Right. <laughs> I'm here to be the crossing guard. Just want these kids to be safe while they're out killing people secretly from rooftops with blow darts and fucking katanas. You know. Yeah. If he would have barely been training them in the ninja arts, they would like wait in the tree for three days yeah. for him to come home and then kill him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> dig dig tunnels that they can burrow through. Because if I know one thing Going about ninjas, they burrow. To, to the rafters, and when he leaves, poke a small hole that they can drop a string through mm-hmm. and poison him by <laughs> putting poison on the string into his mouth at night. I've no, I've seen this in a movie, but now I can't remember which one it was. It's just it's general ninja. It's general ninja, Jackie. Yeah. You need you need more ninja yeah, you in your life is what <laughs> real ninja, not this horse shit. <laughs> not ninja the cartoon. Oh god damn it! Nobody respects these goddamn ninjas in the early nineties. All right, so at the Japanese History Museum in in Tokyo, uh, some other ninja breaks in and he steals a katana and. Uh, uh, vows to have revenge against grandpa because years and years ago he was like i'm the ninja tournament guy and grandpa's like well here's your knife but he didn't hold hold it quite properly to give the guy the knife and it cut his face and he's like you son of a bitch and walks off i don't know that kid come in that kid came in number two yeah he beat him on who came in number one grandpa Yes, Grandpa. Grandpa's the world's ultimate ninja. Yeah, and he, he Yoda's out he towards was, the end. Yeah, he was given the knife and he was taking it out of the sheath to look at it, and the other kid lightly touched him on the shoulder, and he turned around <laughs> and tried to stab him in the face, and he missed. So he just kind of grazed him real good on the cheek. Oh, hey, bro! First oh man, sorry. Rule of ninja: don't sneak up on ninjas. Yeah, well, don't sneak Dolph up Lundgren. on people. It's rude. Don't sneak up on people. Okay, uh, so he vows revenge because he got a. Uh, scar on his cheek 40 years ago 50 years ago whenever well he just looks foolish now yeah. we also wants the gold what gold yeah 
This whole movie is about gold. Because if you have the sword the and the... The whole movie is about treasure. Yeah, the movie is about treasure. The ninja gold? The ninja gold. That came from... Ninjas. The, the tournament? What, what but the gold? problem no. with it being ninja gold is it's in the palace, and that means it's uh, samurai gold. Which means it That's wouldn't true. still be there because the Yakuza is like, where's all our gold? What and they does, got it. What and does, they became the Yakuza. What, gold, what does gold have to do with the ninja tournament? The, the long sword and the short sword are used to open up the tomb. So... To get to said gold. There's a tomb buried yes. out in the woods with gold in it, and the only way to access it is a knife and a sword, but instead of using that, like, oh, this is our secret uh, locks for this place, they're like, uh, you know what they double as? Trophies for a goddamn ninja tournament where the winner can just take the goddamn knife to America whenever he wants. Yeah. Also, the uh, secret tomb is in the basement of a museum, and you can also access it with a jackhammer. <laughs> and you don't need to fight in a ninja tournament. You can just go or down or anything Tate's that's rinse. the same length as these two objects. Yeah. Like he creates a ninja army to get this knife when he could just. Rot it out with some different lengths of wire. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Bad research. Yeah, bad research. Okay. But he did get an army of ninjas. So the kids. Uh, but then he employs his dipshit nephew. Question two. If you have an army of ninjas that's always there waiting to fix your stupid fucking idiot kid nephew's problem. Why at all are you ever hiring your nephew in his band? Yeah. Oh my god, these guys! Do we, oh, okay, I, I, I've got. I'm going to move on, guys. Uh, let's okay. keep the let's keep this going. So the kids have a baseball game. They can't go to Japan. They're like, Grandpa, I understand you. This very dubious plot that you're getting involved with, and I don't know why you brought this knife back to America. You like ninja tournament? Question mark. Can we be in the ninja tournament? No, there's a day, there's a height requirement. Um, well, good. is there? We have a t-ball or a, a little league game where children all from the ages of 26 on down to tum tum size get yeah. a baby in there god damn it and uh you know he could be the catcher just uh throw the ball at the baby you know hey good stop buddy <laughs> the uh who are we playing this week the mustangs what do they got uh their pitcher's 19 right. and uh he really can throw the chin music nice <laughs> Um, and it is, it devolves into very, very childish humor. I use that is word loosely. The worst fart joke execution you have ever seen. Um, my number one rule about fart jokes is that the more farts, it, it's again, like this weird concept in, in comedy where eventually you have too much of a good thing and it becomes old, but then you push past that. It mm -hmm. becomes funny again. This is a lot of farts. And so it follows the one rule that I have about farts. Have too many of them. But it didn't push too fast far enough. Like if this kid was still in the movie halfway through, 
when they're like, oh, we met the girl ninja, and now there's a love interest, and he just wanders by still farting. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, <laughs> then it becomes funny again. But they needed about, like, for how unfunny the first fart delivery was in, like, the inverse fart funny rule, uh-huh. Uh-huh. they needed about 175 more farts yeah, to I make mean, this yeah, funny I think again. you're right. There was not enough farts. They still missed it. Lots of farts, but not enough. You guys blew it. Um, anyways, this whole game devolves and it ends in both benches of children clearing for a brawl on the field. And then Tum Tum puts his face on the fart kid's butt and the (laughs) fart kid farts and then he turns over and you're like, okay, this could be funny, but then he makes a line delivery and he's got like poop on his face or something like (laughs) both Tum Tum and him have been eating chocolate without eating it, just rubbing it on their face. So they look like little shit face monkeys and I hate them and I want them to die. Little, little, little turd gobblers (laughs) farting on each other. And I'm like, this isn't funny. It's disgusting. Fecal faces. Well, the ref comes out and he says, nope, this is shenanigans. I'm going to suspend the the whole tournament for one week. You got time to think about your evil ways. Hopefully they can reserve that field again next week. (laughs) Tight schedules on those things. So, well, and what does Tum Tum yell before they all go out to brawl? Scramble. scramble. He'll scramble like fucking four times at least, maybe five. When you hear the word scramble, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, because then after after this, when he starts yelling scramble throughout the movie, it makes no sense why he's yelling that. It's just his thing. It's, it's supposed to be a thing, but it just doesn't work. It falls completely flat. And yes, when I think of scramble, Justin, I move chaotically. That's what scrambling is. Get the hell out of here. Retreat. Run. Beat it. In, in a chaotic manner so yeah. that you're unpredictable. Right. Uh, that is not clearing the bench. Like, that's not a thing. Hey, guys, it's a scramble. Let's fight. Yeah. Mm, that's not a thing. You're stupid. God damn it. Even in Little League when this happens, there's no f- fighting in Little League. There, It gets there. But they, you know... Cooler heads prevail, and oh, usually bad coaching is like, Talk, oh, we can't fight them, but we want to. There's lots um, of fighting in Little League, Sam. Uh, there's a lot of fighting in Little League. There's a lot of fighting in Pop Warner. All, it's just awful. It's Parents all, start fighting each other. The parents are usually the instigators of the fighting. That's <sighs> what I'm saying. There's lots of fighting in Little League. It's just all done in the bleachers. It'll spill onto the field. By parents, because they're drunk. <laughs> and they're yelling at their kids to punch another kid in the face and yeah. their friends. And they're like, we're going to play Sega later, right? Yeah. You go first. Make it look real. How Make d- it look real. How dare you, ref? Yeah, I just want my parents to shut the fuck up. How dare you, ref? My son's going to go pro. No, he's not, you fucking no. tool bag. Shut they're up not. and sit down. They don't even want to be there. <laughs> Only you do, because you're reliving some fucking bullshit glory thing that didn't exist either because you didn't go to the pros you didn't even make it out of little league you got to high school they were like what you're not playing ball get out of here you got a noodle arm you doof (laughs) one of the guys i know that runs the softball team for kids out here and he's gonna run out of kids to coach soon because he's probably gonna get out when his youngest is done with it he's great because he's like we're not fighting the other team 
If the parents, on the other hand, get unruly, you know what? You let him handle me. And he will, he's a huge guy, and he will just fucking stare him down like, you want to fucking go? <laughs> you want to bring the fight to the bleachers? I will bring the fight into the bleachers. I will kick all of your asses, and these kids will be able to play a clean fucking game of baseball. My God, I want to watch that guy. He's awesome. All right, so the boys vote. They're like, sorry, Grandpa, we can't go to Japan. We got in a big fight, and now we've got to play baseball again next week because things are going to be different than last week. Uh, so we're going to skip Japan and stay home. Good call, dipshits. Once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah. But instead, you're just going to fucking get farts in your face and lose another game of baseball. I, I we're it's not, not like the Grandpa's even going cheap. He's trying to get them out there on first-class tickets right? to Japan. Right, And... I'm sorry, I gotta go play a little bit, but fuck that shit. I am totally with you on that one. And you know, it's the older brother that instigates staying for that fucking game, because Tum Tum is the only one with any kind of reason at this point. He's like, I want to go with you, Grandpa. But then I think he's just saying that because he knows that he's not going to get to go. He thinks that there's going to be more dumplings than he can yeah, eat in Japan. He's right. <laughs> um, Yeah, you just don't, like, oh, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity versus, like, oh, we got to win the championship in the children's version of bare-knuckle boxing baseball because (laughs) the other kid, the other team has a 19-year-old pitcher. Right, right, okay. All right. And you get to go to secret ninja society fight. A fucking ninja tournament. That's not even a thing. So. Yeah. Kumate. Yeah. Kumate. Okay, USA. it's the older brother who's trying to impress a... Some chick. Yeah, Lisa. All right, so uh, Grandpa leaves. She's a cosmologist and a makeup artist now. Okay. Grandpa leaves. Uh, There's a mix-up with the bags. I don't really care. Uh, And and so now that Grandpa's gone, the goons that the uncle has hired, Scarface, uh, sends in. They're like, okay, well, Grandpa's gone. Now's our chance to steal that knife so that we can unlock the treasure that's in the fucking secret tomb if you have both pieces, which doesn't make any goddamn sense. Uh, Let's break into his house. Well, three ninjas are there because they uh, are still at ninjas. I don't know why they're fucking there. They have a different home, but they're just hanging out at Grandpa's house. And it becomes home alone for a little while. And goofball bullshit happens. It sucks. And uh, they're chased away. By children. <laughs> and they even kill one of their... They, they kill their friend. They tie him to a goddamn car. The car drives away. His face He's comes dead. off because it's drug against gravel at about the speed of 45 miles an hour. There's just this bloody... <laughs> that skids down the driveway. Uh, and then they're... they hose him off with the... You know, with the hose. They're halfway to Encinita, and there's a bunch of jo- dogs chasing a yeah. meat pinata on the back of a <laughs> 70s Chevy with a camper shell. Hey, uh, pulled you over because you guys know you're towing a human corpse. Oh, didn't. Some kids. No, it's not even identifiable. Yeah. It's like, you know, the dog catcher is appreciative that you're doing the meat pinata thing, <laughs> but dragon steaks behind the truck. It's technically illegal. And they're like, what? They're like, oh, no, that's our friend. Kids murdered him. And the dogs are still just chowing down. (laughs) And the cop's like, you boys need to get out of here right now. (laughs) Wait, wait, what children murdered your friend? Oh, those secret killer children who are trained goddamn assassins by that fucking weirdo who has no 
personal responsibility for the lives of his fucking descendants? Yeah, yeah, we've heard about the the three ninjas who murder people with poison. <laughs> poison, not, you know, home alone shenanigans. <laughs> okay, all right. So, uh... The the thieves eventually learn that the kids have the dagger, and so now they're chasing after the kids, but uh, the, uh, Grandpa gets dropped off at the airport, and they're chasing after Grandpa. They think that the Grandpa's going to be there, uh, but he ends up... How does Grandpa get uh, injured? Unclear. So, Grandpa gets in a cab, uh-huh. and he is going to secret tournament. Okay, right. The nephew... The, di- the dipship nephew and his band have also flown all the way to Japan following Grandpa mm-hmm. because they think he has the knife in his black bag. Right. They rent a van. They ram the back of the cab. They jump out, steal the old man's bag, and the old man has whiplash and ends up in the okay. hospital. And he calls the boys and says, the boys, the, these, these guys are after the dagger. And they're like, well, we got to go help Grandpa. Well, he, he goes, I'm sorry, boys, I lost the dagger, and I'm in the hospital, you need to tell your mom. And they're like, you still got that tape that from Grandpa's phone call? And they're like, yeah. And so they booked themselves three first-class tickets for $11,000 on an airline to go out and see Grandpa. And they grab their dojo bags, and they go. Now They bring the treasure to the thief. Yeah, right. Right. Also- You didn't bring the from- diary, did you? Henceforth, the band shall be known as the Shitty Beatles. Wait, yeah. Oh, no. I'm with you. You brought the diary with you, Junior. Well, sorry. <laughs> I but guess this, if Indiana yeah. Jones did it, there yeah. you can fly. Here, but at I the guess. same time, Grandpa calls them and says, oops, sorry, boys. I lost the dagger that has absolutely nothing to do with you that I was going to give to a secret ninja tournament winner. Oh, bummer the, for that guy, Grandpa. You're not allowed to be in because I don't love you enough. But, uh, it's a, and you're white. But bummer for that guy, Grandpa. Okay, well, we're going to go play baseball. See you, Gramps. Bye. No, they fucking... Oh. Let's go help Grandpa get his stolen dagger that he was just going to give to a guy anyways. Well, the kids know that they have the dagger. Who cares about the dagger? They don't know about the treasure. It's going... To a guy who kicks other people in secret. Secret kicking. <laughs> the movie. I mean, wow, that guy is super good at being a secret assassin. <laughs> he kicked that guy so quietly, his head came off. Uh, give him a dagger. The way, uh, Grandpa, uh, I hope you have a good time in Tokyo. Maybe you can rekindle some relationships with some younger ladies since you're single. Uh, don't care about the dagger. We're not going to get the dagger. You weren't going to give it to us. You were going to give it to a stranger who secretly kicks people. Goodbye. <laughs> it's so stupid. God damn it. Okay. So they fly there and uh, they get, uh, oh God, they have sped up Benny Hill shit. They get to Japan and blah, blah, blah. Uh, after some dumb hijinks, they get to grandpa and he's like, uh, uh, oh, hey guys, you have the dagger. There was a bag mix up. Good. Yeah, well, that's right. Because the nephew has now made it to the mobster question marks house okay. with a secret army of his own. Mm-hmm. Ninjas and he 
he empties the bag and it's full of Tum Tum's junk food. Right. All right. Well, we'll give so, it to the tur- we'll give it to the tournament, Grandpa. You just chill out in this hospital with your giant nurse lady, and uh, we'll handle it. Hold on. The guy who has an army of ninjas mm-hmm. has flown the shitty beetles in for help. Yes. Yep. Why would you do that? For the sake of hopefully eight-year-old children laughing. <laughs> Look at those idiots. Apparently, guess, nine-year-old children walk away. Right. I mean, just what? Wander off like, ooh, this is a good excuse for me to enjoy some recreation in the outdoors. Let's let's just go ahead and do some child psychology here. Why is their fucking ego so fragile that they have to see adults being idiots to make themselves feel good about themselves also being idiots? Like, hey, look at those idiots on screen. They're adults. <laughs> That's hilarious because they're adult morons. And I hate I hate adults. I'm a kid. And I man, if I could get rid of all the goddamn adults on the world, I would. And these these three nutsacks are the way to get there. <laughs> why why are children so fragile <laughs> so fragile and egoed i love bumbling adults said the eight-year-old nobody nobody has a take no, jackie has a goddamn degree in psychology and uh, you're just gonna walk away from that one Yep, I sure okay. am. All right. Yeah. How about, how about we it's, agree that kids are idiots? Yeah, it's almost as good as the next scene when they go to the karate tournament and one guy gets eliminated for an injury, so the middle child mm-hmm. steals his... Oh, God damn it. Uh, what's it called? Gi? Yeah, sure. And puts it on and gets in the ring and starts fighting with actual trained assassin kids. No, he starts he's fighting an another actual- child. Yeah, he's, these are child ninjas, and they're wearing, I figured it out, why they're wearing high-vis equipment, because otherwise they'd be basically invisible, and there would be no way to judge the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> so fast and stealthy, their movements. I mean, in that's fact, it's, what a ninja tournament it, would be. There would just be a guy standing in a ring being like, what am I doing here? And all of a sudden, he'd be dead, and they'd be like, good ninja-ing. Yeah, it's like a guy that's the best ninja, and he sits there, and he's like, if you can kill me, you get my job. And he kills a lot of people before someone kills them, and they're like, the person that kills them is like, oh my god, I did it. Shame. Triumph. Shame. Triumph. And then they have the understanding of the ninja. (laughs) Not this horse shit here. This is like spastic karate. They even say what a spaz. Yeah. All right. So he fights this girl. Uh, it's a girl. Oh, hey, you got your ass kicked by a girl. Oh, God damn it. Fuck you, 1990. Um, And they're like, let's pal around with this girl. She's like, come to my house. My mom says that it's cool if you sleep with me, uh, older boy. Um, And you can bring your brothers, too. They can watch. Um, And we'll feed you. And sometimes like, yay. And so they then have a training montage because she's like, I'm not good at baseball. You guys aren't good at ninjing. Let's, uh, let's do a swap. 
and she so she takes them out and through the streets of uh uh Hishido and uh she says see now move in quietly behind this guy sitting on the couch and just drag the knife slowly across his jugular see how the blood spurts just just straight out he can't scream because his larynx has been severed. See the technique yes. there? Um, no, no, no. You guys are making too much goddamn noise talking about the food. Be quiet. You're a ninja, yeah. child. <laughs> you just The tip of the blade is sharp enough. They can't feel it right when you touch them. And you know if you get in between these two vertebrae, you make your darting action quickly. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, now, Okay, now well, this- His throat this... is gone. Yeah. And their spinal cord has been severed. It's only time yeah, that she, is left. There will be no noise. She's got them up on rooftops with the blow darts that are poisoned. And uh, they've got her out in a field tossing softballs to her. That's the training montage. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So they can't also give the dagger out for some reason. Why can't they give the dagger out? She won. Here's your dagger. Goodbye. They're waiting because for the old Shintaro. Ninja guy was... Because yeah. his last name was different in the last movie. Who cares? The name? Jackie, I want to hear your explanation. Uh, because it's a trap. Because the old ninja guy's like, I that guy owes me five bucks. Okay. And he's going to fucking show up. I actually meant. Or I'm never going to get my five dollars. I actually meant, what's the actual reason then both of, aside from both of you talking over at each other at the same time and just saying, because of the name, why can't they give the knife away, Jackie? Because the headmaster ninja assassin guy said, no, we'll wait for your grandpa out of respect for him because he won the tournament. For a guy that hasn't been there in 50 years took the knife to America, therefore preventing anybody else from either competing or winning the ninja tournament? They're going to have respect for him? Just make another knife! You know what? When you win the bowling tournament... You know what? This checks out on actual ninja shit because it's like, oh, best game of ninja keep away ever. Hats off, Shintaro. What? No! I don't know. (laughs) When When you win the bowling league... They go down to the store and they make you a fucking trophy made out of plastic that's just going to end up at the thrift store in about 10 years. But they don't say, God, we can't have another bowling tournament because the guy's got the trophy. He's got to bring it back. they just hold it for you until you show up, right? No, they give you the trophy. You take it home, you put it on the mantle, and 10 years later, you sell it at the thrift store. They don't stop the bowling tournament because the trophy's at a thrift store. They go get another trophy and have another tournament. Just make another knife. Out of respect to Grandpa, the guy. Like, what trophy is that? I gotta give it to the next winner? I gotta hold it for a fucking year? Put it on my mantle? And people come in and be like, hey, what's up with that knife? Well, I won a ninja tournament because I killed a bunch of people in a fucking battle ring. Shh, don't tell because it's secret. Uh, I'm a secret assassin, by the way. Um, Oh, that's really cool. Hey, where'd that knife go six weeks later? Oh, I had to give it back because now I'm not... A ninja tournament champion anymore? Somebody else's? There can only be one? It's fucking Highlander? That's not yeah. how tournaments work. No, they haven't been able to get another knife for 58 years because money <laughs> can't buy knives. Uh, okay. All right. Meanwhile, 
grandmaster who's like, well, I'm going to do this out of respect rather than just going home and being done with this bullshit. Uh, he gets poisoned and the uncle sneaks into his clothes and his mask and is like, kids, give me that knife. And then completely is fails at being a secret guy. No, and he does a shitty job with his ninja poisoning because he just has like a bellyache and he's okay because the girl <laughs> finds him later. And she's like, oh, I'll untie you. And then that guy's never in the movie again. Right. He's done. Goodbye. Well, and the reason that the bad guy's plan doesn't work is because he's wearing shoes. He's wearing shoes. He's too tall. And Tum Tum's like, wait, the other guy had really grody feet. Yeah. That we got a yeah. close up of. This is not the same guy. What the fuck? Jesus. All right. Uh, so they have more hijinks. They get away. Uh, eventually, the three ninjas do get nabbed, and they're taken to the, the uncle ninja's training center where he's training ninjas. Yeah. After the depancing sequence, they depants ninjas. Oh, Ninja depancing. How yeah. funny. Oh, hilarious. <sighs> so he they, they t- he says okay we got the boys go get the grandpa he's in the hospital um and they do uh well he spots him but he gets nabbed anyways yeah whatever um and my next note is please tell me this is almost over um so the boys bust out of their cell uh they they fight their way to this rooftop and they take hang gliders down to the temple uh and i guess they've still got the knife but the the grandpa and the uncle are already inside because he knew, okay, go get grandpa from the hospital. These boys are going to escape with the knife that's on them uh, and we'll be waiting for them. No, they've taken the knife oh, from they, the boys. They took the knife? Okay, all right. And so they want grandpa to show them where where is the the treasure i don't know i'm just a fucking tournament winner knives now show us where the treasure is and they were like well it's up in that abandoned shithole up there because i know that because that's the secret of winning the secret ninja tournament you get that secret past what does the how why would grandpa know where the fucking treasure is and why hasn't grandpa went down and gotten why hasn't grandpa been like dude let's go get some treasure kids nobody knows where the sword is but then the one guy finds the sword also in a guy fucking museum. In a fucking nin- museum, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows where it is. Also, the guy that told him play. where the ninja gold was, was the guy that the ninja that wants the gold, he poisoned that guy rather than just asking him where it was. I mean, this does not check out. Grandpa would have no fucking idea about Shaolin gold in Tokyo. Doesn't make sense. All right. So they're in there. Uh, they're in the temple. Uh, and they, they, uh, get down to the, the gold, I guess. And, uh, well, they get to a Goonie scene. Yeah, they get to a Goonie scene. Where all the samurai are sitting around a table, just like when they find the ship, right? In Goonies, the samurai all sitting around the table and then they pull back an old tattered rag and there's a giant wall with a dragon on it made of gold. Mm -hmm. Right. And so... At some point, the cave collapses. Like, did they do the Indiana Jones thing? I pulled the pedestal off too early or something. I think, no, he shoots. He tries to murder everybody. Yeah. And then um, one of the middle kid throws a a slingshot ammunition into the barrel of the gun and it explodes like Looney Tunes. Uh And that 
gunshot causes the cave collapse, mm. which is dubious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It also causes the Uncle Ninja to change his evil ways. Because when they run out of there, he's like, hey, don't kill these kids. I shouldn't have been such a dick after that tournament and uh, been nicer to you. Well, no. So what happens is, so Ed goes all Yoda and they fight and he wins again, mostly until his kids fall on him, effectively defeating him. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) Had you done nothing, everything would be okay. Had you done nothing this whole movie, everything would be okay. Right. Um. When the cave-in starts, he's like, don't, nothing is worth more than your life or some bullshit like that. And he's like, you're right. And he comes with them and they escape together and they do moderate amounts of teamwork to get out of there. And therefore, he then, before when the ninjas are coming to apprehend everyone and, you know, whatever, he's like, no, stop. And then he quotes some not ninja bullshit to egg from big trouble little china victor wong he's like it took me a long time to learn that and then he says something really stupid like oh slow learner and then (laughs) they're like best friends again yeah right goodbye old friend is my no and so grandpa gives the girl the dagger because she's the next ninja tournament winner i guess and uh you're the secret master assassin. Uh, they all go back to the United States and they get back to their baseball game in time. The uh, world's greatest secret assassin, who is a teenage girl, has joined the baseball team. She's, uh, she catches a pop up and uh, then uh, Colt hits a home run and uh, they win the game. Yay. What do we have to talk about? So he hits it foul first. Right. And oh like the God. whole team no, falls so over. Fucking dead. Long and sucks. Like this is the most. I've never seen a foul ball cause so much grief in my life. <laughs> they, I mean, it's shot and, and paced in the way that I had to stop and, Jack, and ask Jackie, do they know he's not out? Because he strikes twice and then hits a foul and it's like, oh no, the game is over. And it's like, you're still up at bat, bud. <laughs> Get up there. Been but. playing baseball long. You just hit it a little wide. <laughs> now you got a beat on him. Throws that same pitch, knock it out, and he does. Throws the same pitch, knocks it out. They're like, oh my god, it's amazing. Like, no, that's how fucking baseball works. (laughs) Okay, that's the end of the movie. Thank God. Jackie, don't do this again. You're going to be in doo-doo. Questions? I got none. I burned them all. Okay. Me as well. I'd like to stop talking about this movie now. Fucking A, man. I am so shamed. Yeah. All right, well... I would have to walk through the streets from the Red Keep to the Red Keep naked. Yep, shame. Get, put, get some uh, tum-tum food thrown at you. Also, okay, I mean, this isn't a question, but I can't let it go. Mm-hmm. tum is supposed to be like, oh, I'm always eating stuff, but he's never actually eating things. He's just right? got food he's, hanging out of his mouth. He's it just is a food ridiculous. He's just got he's just, hordes of food. I'm a food collector. Uh, I've got a weird... I, obsessive compulsive disorder that makes it so i have to possess the food possess the food and then let it just i'm just gonna suck on this mm-hmm, mm-hmm, tic tac yeah. or kit cat not eat it 
Uh, all right, I'm going to go first on final recommendations. Of course not. I hated this movie. I fucking hated it. I absolutely wanted to light it on fire. Uh, this is, again, one of maybe like top ten, t- top 10 worst viewing experiences of my life. I fucking hated this thing. It was awful to watch. I would much rather watch that porno movie that Sam recommended, the hell behind bars thing, uh, even though it's the worst movie we've ever reviewed, um, because at least I can fast forward through the sex scenes. Um, This sucks so bad. And why it really sucks is because it's actually a kick in my fucking balls, man. It makes me think like we want to remember ourselves from this period or, or childhood in general as being better than this liking things like oh you know what i i remember watching war and peace the miniseries with my with my mother when it came out and lonesome dove and uh uh you know close encounters of the third kind things of intelligence that are still respected as film and be like yeah see i was on top of things these other kids they are the dumbasses but then you find these things that you may or may not have watched, but they're all in the similar vein that you have completely obliterated from your memory that you ever enjoyed. And you're like, oh, God damn it. I was just a little fucking dickhead just like everybody else. Son of a bitch. It is, this movie is a reminder how stupid even you were as a child, even though you want to say you're better. Nope, we all were stupid. Every single one of us was stupid. We like stupid crap like this. Otherwise, they wouldn't make these stupid type of movies because kids will buy anything and you can make crap and shovel it down their throat because even though Isaiah left to go play, he was laughing his butt off during this movie, Jackie. I don't want to admit it, but he was having a good time and he didn't leave because he was bored. He was le- he left because he had plans. But if he didn't have plans, I bet you he would have stayed and been like, I love Three Ninjas. And I was like, fuck no. <laughs> when Jackie picked this, I thought she picked Three uh, Surf Ninjas. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, fuck. I have to admit that I like that movie. Right. But she didn't. She picked this. And it's along the same vein. It's like, if we would have done Surf Ninjas, I really don't know that it would have been a do. Yeah. I just don't know if it would have been a do. But I would have been like... Fuck, I've seen this like 15 times. Right, right. For whatever reason, like this. Children like crap. And all three of us also have, we've contributed to it, no matter how highbrow we want to think we are. We did bad things when we were nine. And this is a movie purposely made for seven, eight, nine-year-olds. Any older than that, they're done. But goddamn, man, not good. Jackie. Oh, actually, Sam, it's, uh, it's, it's your uh, stream dues and Don't. Okay. Why? <laughs> so now, normally when I that? say don't, I have that if I hover over, if I'm watching on the computer, or if I'm on another, I'll pull up the remote and just see how far along it is. Mm-hmm. And if it's halfway, if it's under halfway through and I've already checked the time, I know I'm in the range of don't. My first check on how long it had been since the movie started with this one I wrote down. Four minutes and 21 (laughs) seconds. How much is this left? (laughs) At four minutes and 21 seconds, I was done with this. Yeah. Uh, That's not high praise. Jackie. It's a don't. Yeah. 
It was just so unbearable to watch. You just hated those little fucking turds. You hated them so much, like Sam was saying, little turd-eating monkeys. I mean, you just fucking hated them so much. (laughs) And they're just awful little human beings. And you're like, if you were my kid, I would leave you in Japan. And hope somebody would pick you up. Because for $11,000 to fly you home, fuck that shit. I don't want you in my life. Look, I love my son. I love him so goddamn much because I honestly, I think he's cool. I enjoy being around him. He's funny and charming. And yes, I'm biased because he's mine. But I'm also proud of him. And I don't know how I would feel if these were my kids. Would I be a good person? Still, I mean, I don't know if I'm a good person, but or, or like, could I be capable of being these children's father or would I leave them in a canal someplace hoping that Sinterklaas finds their corpses? They were products of their environment. Their father was All never right. approving yeah, see, of them because go. they weren't businessmen right. at birth. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, Tom, where's your tie? Yeah. Yeah. The dad is a total piece of shit and the mom is very complacent. <laughs> And it's like, whatever you say, honey, I got to go get the groceries now. Oh, my God. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> Bad taste in my mouth for all time on this one. All right. Uh, that's three don'ts from us. Um, the gotta- only movie that I can think of that I think would be harder to watch than this, I stopped watching. Which was? It was Big Money Rustlers. Yeah. The... Uh, um, Insane Clown Posse Western. Sure, sure. I tried a couple times and I couldn't get through it. But this one, because it was a pick, I had to watch it. Right. And I don't know if it's worse of a viewing experience than that because I could never fully pull the trigger on Big Money Wrestlers. (laughs) All right. uh, We got some extra time this week. um, And I want to uh, discuss something that I post on both our Facebook uh, and Instagram. Twitter, and I'll suppose to Sam, and we'll go through it. Uh, but uh, if you want to follow us, if you don't already, you can, of course, go to either of those websites, uh, forward slash Sticker Madness, and uh, participate in some of the fun. But I got to thinking about, uh, uh, while watching some video that had uh, Space Ghost involved in it, uh, it was on uh, YouTube, and I thought, you know what? Space Ghost was pretty weird. So I posed this question to our fans on the internet. Uh, what is the foundation for alternative economy? <laughs> Jesus, am I a three ninja? What is the foundation for alternative comedy for the forgotten genre, which is the three of our ge- uh, generation, the 80s and 90s kids? Uh, is it Space Ghost, Coast Coast, or Kids in the Hall or something else? What made us go from designing women to Mr. Show? What was the gap between Taren, uh, Tim and Eric's awesome show, great job, and between two firms? Firms? Two firms. It's it's the interview show where two law firms get together and discuss litigation. Between two ferns uh, and Homestar Runner. Are we just weird or was there a cultural uh, or historical nexus point that uh, transcends regions and gender? Uh, I would like to know more about this and where it came from. Um, we heard back from a lot of people on both uh, uh, Facebook and uh Twitter and uh, I got some good recommendations here, uh, specifically from uh, I believe our uh, listener from Quebec, uh, Benoit Page. Maybe it's Page because uh, it's French and I don't speak French, so I'm not good at it. It's Page, Page, Page. 
Paul Jean. Paul Jean. Um, he recommended a show uh, called RBO, Rock at Bells Orielles, or Orielles. It's also French because it's from Quebec. I stink at French. Uh, Rock at Bells Orielles. Um, and I watched a video of it, a compilation uh, that he linked to on Facebook. It is fucking kooky uh, from uh, about uh, 1986, 87. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. I also got her uh, found out about the Young Ones, uh, which is British comedy, early British uh, 1980s comedy, uh, from our very uh, faithful listener uh, Chris on Twitter, Gen X, Gen X Foot Soldier. Um, and I said that that's cheating because the British comedy has basically been weird for 50 years, uh, not necessarily alternative because it was. You know, with the Monty Python, Monty Python's pretty. They were rerunning Flying Circus. Yeah, on, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's pretty kooky. PBS in our life, in our young lives. So yeah. So um, Sam, what was your thoughts about the whole discussion? Where do you think so alternative nineties comedy? Get it. So you're just talking about like a that happened when we were developing. Yeah, I mean, think about uh, the dynamic shift from say Newhart. Uh, to again, Tim and Eric's awesome show. Great job. Uh, 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 what's that? What's that called on Cartoon Network? Adult Swim. Um, sure. Things of I that will, nature. If it if it's a mainstream television show, then I have only one source point that I could point at that would mm-hmm. develop into this. Because if it's just talking in comedy in general, it's like you get older when you're about to make something, and then all of a sudden you've been exposed to like uh, George Carlin, Bill Hicks, and uh, Richard Pryor, and then all this, you know, you you get to go there mentally but if it's just an alternative thing that was presented in a very very um conventional format i would have to say the series the first season of alf okay i think that's about as conventional and not alternative comedy as one can get set up punchlight set up punchlight that's but so situational the jokes themselves <clears throat> that's what i'm saying it's a it's a it's a point because it was even though it was presented as conventionally as possible and it had to be mm-hmm. because the idea was so different and so alternative that it hadn't had it not been absolutely conventional it wouldn't have ever made it onto the air okay All right. um but ultimately the real answer is simpsons did it the simpsons was is one of the foundations for a show like Kids in the Hall. Eh, wrong. Simpsons wasn't well, no, Kids around in the hall before was Kids with in the Hall. Alf. Kids in the Hall or an Alf, I think, are right there. But Kids in the Hall is basically just an extension of Flying Circus that they got True. to see on Again. their public television. So if you want to go to Flying Circus, it's fucking Flying Circus. So it all just goes back to British comedy. What about Married with Children? Not, no, that's Married with up, Children is a good one. I would, set up punchline. Set up punchline. That is not alternative. Dark. It's dark, but not alternative. It's not weird. It's not the, the things that say, again, Zorak was freaking doing on Space Ghost Coast to Coast where there's just awkward periods of silence. You could There's no awkward period of silence ever in an episode of Married Ch- with Children. Those people can't shut up. It's got a goddamn laugh track in it. Absolutely not. That is fucking conventional and mainstream as you get. Also, to go back to Flying Circus, Simpsons did it because they got to be on the Tracy Ullman show first, which is just British comedy done in America. Yeah, but I mean, I'm okay. I'm I'm, I'm starting to come around to where you're at. But yeah, I just think that like, what is Flying Circus? 
what if we're a weird group of people that, you know, because there's honestly people out there, Sam, that like young Sheldon. There's people out there, Jackie, that like fucking two men and a uh, two men and a baby. What the fuck is that goddamn uh, uh, three and a half men? Chaz show. Two and a half men. Yeah, yeah. There's people out there that like that shit. None of us are them. We like the weird kooky shit. You know? We grew, we grew up on Flying Circus. Yeah, we grew up. It just turns out we grew up on freaking Flying Circus, even though we weren't watching Flying Circus. I was watching Flying Circus. My no, dad I mean, used to take I mean, Flying I mean, Circus. I mean, if you're watching Kids in the Hall and if you're watching Space Ghost Coast to Coast and Tim and Eric's awesome show, great job. You're not actually watching those shows. You're just watching Flying Circus. So it is the British. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we uh, we should all maybe check out the young ones. That was my, uh, the recommendation that I said was cheating because you can't include British comedy. But it turns out you have to. You just have to. Right? Yeah. We're watching Sanford and They're watching fucking Flying Circus. Sons of bitches. So, speaking of the British, huh? I would just like to bring up that... Um, I'm very sorry for our British listeners, and I want you to know that I am a huge fan of the Queen, and I'm really trying hard not to cry, but um, our, our prayers are with you, however you want to say that. Um, the narrator says, they'll be okay. <laughs> she was the Queen of Probably. Earth, so it's okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're, all, we're all hurting, I guess. Yeah. We'll be all right. But I wanted to mention it because, you know, she has been uh, a role model and an icon for me. And I am very sad that she is gone. Is her kid an idiot? Is Charles going to oh. fuck it up? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Charles and Horseface Camilla. I mean, fuck those two. Horseface? Maybe you can do some good. Oh, my God. When we were God. in England. Mary John Elway. <laughs> <laughs> You're no, casting so we stones. In- from her own <laughs> cool grave. From afar, yeah. So this is Jackie's we secret assassinating. England, <laughs> so when we were in England, there was actually a funny newspaper clip. and It's like a, a tabloid, right? Where they're like, Camilla was airlifted from Bar- Balmora Castle. And it's just this horse God, being airlifted yeah, across these streets. That's, I mean... <laughs> Hey, Should, you know you can. I know there's a line of ascension, but you can actually like choose your successor if you're the monarch, right? I don't know. No, you cannot. Okay, that's because you should have chose Harry because he didn't want it. That's when you know that somebody's going to be good at it is if they don't want to do it, or you're just a dick. <laughs> be like, ha, 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 I guess you can't live in America and just eat hamburgers now, can you? <laughs> yeah, and then she and then she runs away with her hands like like an evil lady, like. <laughs> God, my grandma is fucking kooky. <laughs> that would have been good British comedy. <laughs> the queen zapping people with titles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Charles. Well, now you're a fry cook. Officially. <laughs> Skirts away. <laughs> you, Charles, shall be king of flaccid penises. <laughs> Zap. <laughs> okay uh that's our show next week on the podcast uh i've got a i've got a gem coming uh surprised we didn't go to the movie theater for this but we're gonna do morbius currently streaming on netflix <laughs> oh we're just chasing turds with turds huh yeah, uh, 
I shall name you, Jared Leto, king of all things that blow. <laughs> Wait, I was good in uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Nope, you sucked. <laughs> no, the movie just survived you. <laughs> that was all McConaughey. Blade Runner 2049 would have been amazing, but you were in it. Matthew McConaughey, I dub you king of never wearing shirts. <laughs> Take it off. <laughs> nope. No, you're not allowed. You cannot wear shirts, Matthew McConaughey. Take it off. All right, all right, all right. The queen says so. <laughs> okay. All right, get to the shop. Okay.